Men's Journey Today, Episode 3. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm here today with Yaron Angler. He's a coach, musician, and speaker who challenges his audience and clients to step away from their comfort zones towards a more fulfilling life. His spirited and genuine presentations create a free, safe environment through which creativity can flow and boundaries can be broken. For over 20 years, Yaron has been touring the world, living in several different countries, and this long journey opened both his eyes and his heart in ways that he now uses to serve other people. Fluent in three languages, Yaron has delivered workshops, masterclasses and talks in the US, Europe, Asia and Australia, and was a featured speaker at TEDx Jeffa 2012. Yaron, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's such a weird experience to hear that while I'm listening. But yeah, that was interesting. How are you doing? It's great to have you. Yaron, I'm very excited to dive into your work. But uh, before that, please take a minute to fill in the gaps from that intro and tell us how did you get started on your journey? Maybe it's less weird if you talk about it. <laughs> the journey towards this work with men started um, more or less when my daughter was born. It's a few years ago now, almost five years ago. My whole career until then was a musician. I was a very, call it successful musician. I was touring all over the world, performing in very big stages, really having a great time as a musician, performing with really amazing artists, learning a lot, developing a lot. But at some point, and it was more or less when my daughter was born, something inside me felt like, oof, there is something more important that I need to do with it. It's really nice to do all this work and to travel and to tour and to perform. It's really nice to tell it to people. People think that you're always the coolest guy when you say that you're a drummer. But Absolutely. Um, yeah, the, the, the ego, my ego really loved that, still loves it. But I felt that there was something more important that I wanted to do, that the performances and everything, as much as people tell you when you perform that it's amazing and you're giving and you're inspiring, I never really, if I'm honest, felt that this is my drive. My drive was I just really enjoyed drumming, performing, screaming on stage, doing everything that I do. And it felt like I wanted to do something different. And I didn't really know what it was. I won't go to all the details because it's a very long story. But I discovered slowly this work of, of coaching. I discovered a lot of crap in this world of coaching. I discovered mm. the good, the bad, and the ugly. Slowly <laughs> started to filter the bad and the ugly, staying more with the good. And at some point, about two years ago, a little bit more than two years ago, I... I started to notice this pattern of people that talk about men's work, men's work. And then I got in touch. I was in an event of uh, Rich Litvin and uh, Rich constantly spoke, who is a coach that quite a lot of people know. And, and, and yeah. he spoke about his men's group constantly. And there was another man there, the John Weiner, that Rich said that he's in his men's group. And it came back and again and again and again in that seminar. So I spoke to John and I was interested to know about it. And then John told me that he's doing this work and, and I joined the workshop. And since that workshop, I like, I was like, whoa, this is really a life changing experience. And I went more and more into that. And I discovered that, you know, as I said about the good, the bad and the ugly, there is a lot of good that I can do in this work, work with men. I love this work because it covers all areas of life. 
I love this work because of the level of intensity, at least that I work with. I really enjoy because it gives me a space to go with men into really the deeper layers, to really unfold everything, to really let go of everything that needs to go. And it's such a beautiful place, first of all, for myself to see what I have changed in my life and created, and also to see all the men around me who are in this process really beautiful and profound and deep things happen to people and really life changes and the world needs us men to you know there is a lot of toxic masculinity in this world yeah and i feel that it's a big mission to start changing this so I, i want to be part of the change you said something about encountering the good the bad and the ugly in the coaching industry what was your experience with coaching What I refer mostly is, for me, I have one of my three core values is individuality. I really believe in that. I really Mm. believe that, yes, we are all one and, you know, the whole cliche phrases. But at the same time, each one of us has their own magic of the way we function, what serves us, how we can serve, what doesn't work for us. And I think in the way the world is functioning, this matrix that we live in, individuality is being eliminated completely from the age of school. So what I've seen when I say the ugly and the bad, I've seen a lot of, you know, people that saw that coaching is kind of, oh, it's a hot stone. Let's do something with it. So you have a lot of schools and a lot of stuff that is going on. A lot of good things. I'm not judging everything. There is a lot of good things, but there is a lot of money-making initial ideas around a lot of activity in this world. And for me, I want Mm -hmm. to put the heart first. I want to go and crack the heart. Money for me comes second. And the whole, you know, there is so much, you know, you go on Facebook, if you are in this world or interested, you see everything looks the same. Everything sounds the same. And I think it's bullshit. So I filtered all that. And that's also what I do with my the people that I work with. I, I put a mirror in front of people, tell them, yeah, you can look at me as the cool drummer that does all this amazing shit around the world through and traveling. But here is the mirror. And are you willing to look at yourself? Are you willing to peel all the layers of bullshit that you've carried so many years in your life? Are you willing to remove all these masks that you put, the social masks or the kind mask or the asshole mask, whatever it is, the mask that you're wearing? And are you willing to dive into where your truth is really, where your truth is? Because that's where magic happens. So I prefer to focus on that. And what I see, again, I don't want it to be a complete judgment on the coaching world because it's not. There are people doing amazing work. It's just that, you know, it's important like everything in life to filter, 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 and to make sure that the people, at least I do that, you know, the people that I take as my teachers and even the people that I take to work with, it's really important for me that it's people that I feel that there is a pure good intention. Even if the journey is crazy and challenging, <laughs> fucked up, yeah. there is good heart. And the intention is, you know, on my first page on my website, there is something that I wrote, which is lead with your heart and let your head follow instead of leading with your head and live life of regrets with your heart. I really believe in that. Wow. I like that. I like that. <laughs> okay. Yaron, what was your experience with your first coach or first mentor, if you want to share a little bit about that? I love this question, man. My best coaches, and there are two now, there used to be one, but now it's two, is my kids, man. (laughs) My goodness, they teach me, and every parent would say that. It's amazing, their ability to challenge me like no one else can. My wife is competing with them. 
and I love her to guts as well. But I think they're, they're, they are the winners. I have two boys, so I completely understand yeah, where you're so coming from. Yeah, yeah, totally. Two boys, that's a fucking jungle, man. I have a daughter kind of to compensate. But yeah, I love this question. Then I would like to expand a little bit because something that is a pain for me that I carry is that I have no memory of any teacher from my childhood as that someone that stuck with me and stayed with me as an inspiration, which is so bad, so sad. And this is why for me, a lot of, I push a lot, you know, I just became a governor in the, in the school of my kids because I want to be involved. It's, and the, the school of my kids is the most amazing place because they really do hard work there. So there are a lot of teachers that came up, unfortunately for me later when I was more adult in life and, and every person taught me a different thing. And every teacher came in a different time when I needed different things. So I can mention names. My kids, I mentioned, my wife yeah. is, a, is a great coach for me as well. If I go to the more current things, David Deida, I didn't work with him personally, but I've listened probably to all the audio tracks that he has. I've, I've really went deep into his work. Definitely John Wineland is one of the people that really I give a lot of credit for introducing me, first of all, to this work. He's my teacher. I've done a lot of work with him in workshops. I've been in two of his groups. He was a very important part of me saving my marriage about a year and a half ago. So, yeah, John is definitely a mm. big part of that. Yeah. I just came actually from LA about a month ago where we had another very intense full workshop weekend which was again it's a beautiful very challenging but very beautiful thing to do you're preparing a workshop for men that will take place this may could you give us some details about it yeah well in this workshop it's going to be the let's call it deepest work i've done so far the most transformational one because i have my men's groups that are running regularly but some of them online and and it's not there is something the magic that happens when you bring all the men into one room and you spend the whole day doing this work. And my intention is to bring men. What I love about this, the intention of this day, because I've seen it happening a lot of time. For those of you who know a little bit about music, there is a button called normalization. And that basically, if you think about a sound wave, the sound waves go up and down. And it's really hard to listen to music when it's too high and too low, the wave. So what happens, you press the button of normalization, and it kind of compresses everything and puts everything that is too high a bit lower, everything that is too low, everything becomes a little bit more balanced. And I like this analogy because what happens in this, in a day like this is, there are those men, if I take the two extremes of what I notice in this work with men, there is the extreme of the guys that are probably the people who listen to this know about the book, uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy. Absolutely. And, yeah. So there are the guys that are the nice guys that are very kind. They are, they are very much in their head and they are, they are really aware. They are really connected to their emotional side, to the feminine side. But they are struggling with structure. They are usually struggling with money. There, there is something that is, is usually kind of a pattern. If I take one extreme, obviously every person is different. If I go to the other extreme, you will be with the guys that are very focused, very structure-oriented, very clear in their lives. They're probably very successful in business. But they are very lacking of emotional awareness. And they don't really understand why they have all these conflicts with their wife. And they don't understand a lot of things. And, and they constantly, they just want to be left alone hmm. because a lot of things are unclear to them. So if I take these two extremes, what happens in this workshop is the normalization process that everybody somehow 
because it's very deep experience. So through this experience, everybody learned from each other. So the guy that cannot have any emotional awareness right now will learn how, how can I actually feel more the person that is in front of me without words, without trying mm. to figure it out in a one to three process, but to just feel the person as a human being. How can I feel the space? And these are really good tools for these kind of people to take them later to business. Because you can connect more with the people who you work with. If you're a boss, you can connect much better to the people who work for you, who, who you feel that there is tension and they don't really understand you. How can you make yourself clearer? So it's a lot of good tools like that. For me, a big focus is around relationships. So these guys and for the other guys, the other extreme again, so they, they can learn more about how to become more focused, how to be less in the head, to stay more grounded, to be more clear with their intentions. And again, it's, I love this work because it covers every area of life. Well, at least my experience, every time I come from out of these workshops, I feel much more, again, balanced is a good word for this, much more clarity, much more focus. Physically, you feel much more open. We're going to do a lot of work of embodiment work. So, you know, if you feel that you are, a lot of times people carry pain in their chest, in their neck. A lot of times people don't speak very clearly. So it's amazing to see, you know, sometimes I, I finish these workshops a lot of times and, and the octave of your voice is like one octave lower than it, it is. You suddenly find yourself, you can speak like this, very sexy, you know, <laughs> and, and it's amazing because it's real transformational. And I, and I really believe in that because I think we have enough information in the world. We can read and read and read. There is so much information and Everything that is written claims to be right, yet everything that is being written somehow contradicts something else, which for me means that everything is in a way fucking wrong. So what are we doing here? <laughs> and we became, because of the internet and everything, we are a little bit addicted to information, but to make things different, to really change things that we had enough of. If I'm, I'm frustrating with my career, I'm frustrating with my relationship, I'm frustrating with my sex life, I'm frustrated because I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing in my life. Mm. A real way to delve into that and make a real change is through process to involve, we have to involve the body. Because reading about it is one thing, experiencing is one thing. And I, I invite people to live life without regrets. And by that, I mean, in the end of your life, you're not going to remember the time that you really sat and read this information about X, Y, Z. What you will remember is the trip that you did or the workshop that you went to that really made a big difference or that sex that you did in a place that you were not supposed to do or whatever that <laughs> means. For of us. It's these experiences that really mean something to us. And this is why I love putting myself in these experiences, even though they are challenging and sometimes very, you know, it's intense. Mm. I prefer that than, than to live life in a numb way. And the guys that work with me um, have the same preference. And it's a beautiful, beautiful journey to go with like-minded people, to enter a room like this and really go mm. through a beautiful change. Absolutely. So men who attend this workshop and tend to be more logical and rational and predominantly use their left side brain hemisphere are going to become more empathetic. And men who are predominantly emotional to the point that this brings chaos into their lives will become more grounded and logical. And this integrated way of being not only helps improve men's personal relationships, it also improves their ability to create better relationships with their clients, business partners, and employees. 
Yeah, again, these are the two extremes, but mm. I'm sure that, you know, every man will come with their own story. Absolutely. Some, some men, the main focus will be their sexual life. Some men will be the purpose would be. Some men would be at work. Some men would be something physical. I don't know. Mm. As I said, the beautiful thing is no matter what you come with, you put it in the pot and we're cooking something together in this day. And what you will come out of is a lot of, again, there is a limit of how much you can get from one day. You know, if you really mm -hmm. want to get into this, I suggest get into a men's group, go into a longer process. But in a full day like this, you will get a lot more. You will learn how to change the, the way you, we do a lot of work around breath, which, you know, it mm. sounds stupid, but most people don't breathe. We don't remember yeah. to breathe. Then we, we are in shock why we have pains in our head and pains in our neck and pains in our shoulder and why we are stressed. And all these things happen because we don't breathe. So just by putting men and doing a lot of exercises that involve breath, you see what happens. People really transform just by, fuck, it's amazing to have some oxygen in me. So Suddenly true. I feel more relaxed. I feel more clear. Yeah. And once you start to get into that layer, then you can go deeper and deeper and deeper how deeper i can go really depends on the openness of the people that come because if people are not willing to take i i am i am crazy man i would love to go as deep as possible with people but you know you have to be very respectful also because some people sure. are not ready and some people are not and honestly i don't even know who are who is some of the guys are coming from my men's group that i run regularly but there will be a lot of new people so it's for me to also use my feminine energy to fill the room, to fill the guys that are there and mm. what can serve these guys best. But what I've noticed, put men together to do this work together and their life changes in a very, very, very positive way. This is why I'm doing this. And I believe this is why also, you know, you do what you do because Absolutely. It, it's so important to spread the word about this, that this exists. It's so important. You're so right. Yaron, may I ask you to share the most frequent toxic habits that you encountered in your work with men? The most common things are usually things that involve numbing the mind. Mm. So, you know, it's rare to find the guys that are willing to delve into this work and go there. Most people would prefer to spend more time getting drunk or using a lot of alcohol, drugs. Porn is a big thing. Masturbation, yeah. masturbation is a big thing. Anything that can numb going deeper, anything that mm. can prevent me from looking deep inside myself and ask who I am, it serves something. And we all, we all have these habits. You know, it's not like I don't believe that there is anybody in the world that really cleans himself or herself even from all bad habits. But if we go deep, we ask, we see, does it serve you? It's not serving you. How can you change it? What can you do? And there are a lot of commitments that the guys take for, mm. for a period of time to really transform their habits. It takes time. It's very, very challenging. But again, being in the men's groups, you see people getting constantly, you get constantly a very honest and open feedback. And that really supports the change when someone decides but also you know if, if someone decides like no fuck it i drink a lot and, and i and i'm addicted not addicted all these debates so it's just are you addicted just be addicted stop fighting with the fact that you're if you're not willing to change it it's better for you to say okay i'm addicted to alcohol right now mm. and i'm going to feel the pain of that instead of saying i'm not i am i'm not I'm, i am and that's it this is the first step even so it's about becoming aware self-aware totally i mm. i believe so the power of these groups lies in creating a sacred space in which guys can share the things they never talk about. Financial difficulties, problems in bed, 
feeling alone, struggling with various addictions, and so on. They become more self-aware and start working through their issues. It's really powerful, at least in my experience. Totally. All right. Let's talk about finding purpose in today's world. Society is not particularly helping us to find our way and purpose, and we usually have a very narrow definition of what success looks like. Adding the fact that most guys are not connected with their true masculine heritage, the lack of purpose in their lives can easily lead to developing those numbing habits that you mentioned. Yeah. So how can men who feel lost find their purpose? What are the first steps they can take? The way I work with people, doesn't matter if it works one-on-one or in the groups, the first step to everything is cleansing and clearing. Hmm. Because I believe that in order for us to understand what we want, I I like to call it to to reconnect with the inner voice that we have inside, which we had as kids. But as you say, the system, the school and everything makes us, even the parents a lot of times, they make us disconnect from this inner voice. And it's so structured. It doesn't matter. You know, it's a matrix. We live in a matrix. So we go outside. You walk in the streets, you go everywhere you go, you're you're bombarded, no matter what country you are in, you're bombarded with ads that tell you how you should feel like, how you should look like. You have bosses and colleagues at work that will define, as you you use the word success, which I really like. This is how you should be successful like and it's not always resonating with what you feel inside but you follow it but it's and then it can and even family and friends and even your most intimate partner sometimes will have very strong demands and expectations from you according to what they believe success should be like but you're it makes you confused now i have my definition of success is success for me is living life without regrets so i will ask the person Is there anything in your life right now? If I tell you you have one hour to live or one day or one week, what do you need to do in order to clear yourself from any regret? And of course, one day or one week is too short for something like this for many people. But we have to get rid of a lot of things first. Get rid of one thing or change the quantity of time that we spend with or something like this. And that includes everything. It includes what you mentioned before, habits. It includes activities. It includes people, mm. which is the one that is the most tricky for most men to, to get, you know, to the fact that yeah. like, I cannot hurt that person. So basically what it means, I'm going to hurt myself. And that seems to be okay. But what happens is if I hurt myself, the way I show up to the world is full of resentment and shit that happens inside the body and we carry it all around. So I won't hurt the other person. That means I hurt myself. And then there are all these negative emotions, as we call them, like anger, frustration. Mm. And as men, we don't have where to open these things up, you know? So it's either you you just have it in, in you, which will end in heart attack, cancer, or very stiff body. And, and again, this complete closure. There are so many men who are completely closed and emotionally, even physically. Or it comes out in, in, in a way that of violence. You know, if somebody cannot contain yeah. it anymore, so they become violent, they become very aggressive. That's, again, the beauty of the work with men in these groups. You can allow yourself to express all these emotions in the most safe, healthy, loving, accepting environment. So you can let go of the emotion and then discover some kind of silence. And once you let go of, of all the habits and all the people that hold you back or that tell you that you're not good enough or that make you feel mm. a certain way or that just doesn't don't resonate with who you are or the activities again you go you smile when you're hurt a lot of people smile when they are really in pain yeah 
why do you smile? You know, all these kind of, you're, you're acting against your nature. Once you start to get rid of all that, you can start spending time in silence, which is something that data speaks a lot about. You speak, spend time in silence. At some point, your inner voice will start to pop up and something of some kind of full urge will come. You, you will just rediscover. I, I like to call it rediscover because we are all born, like, born not born, sorry. We're all born mm-hmm. like this. We are born with, you know, I see my kids. They're lunatics, you know. They do whatever the <laughs> fuck they want. They don't give a shit about how it looks like, how it smells like, how... <laughs> And we all have that. And in my workshop, that's what I really love doing with people. Allow yourself to be yourself. You want to, it can be as ridiculous as it can be in some exercises, some practices. It's really freeing people to just be yourself, you know. You want to say fuck, say fuck. Nobody will die out of that. <laughs> but you want, we do a lot of work, you know. We let go. We do a lot of physical work that is allowed. It's about releasing the body from all this tension. It, on the other side of this release, there is freedom. Hmm. There is beauty, there is purity, there is like, wow, I see, I feel who I am. And then you can connect better with other people. You can spend more time by yourself without feeling the need to talk with someone or to do something. Being with yourself is, is a pleasure. Your sex life starts to be much more interesting and exciting. Your intimacy with your wife or with people in general, your relationship with your kids, everything becomes deeper, more beautiful, more profound. And my question is, why not to do that? It's scary, yeah, but there is full support in this environment. Absolutely, absolutely. I totally agree. Yaron, what would you say that prevent men today to live a more intimate relationship, a more connected relationship with their partners? Conditioning, the way our matrix works. Men get the information from their childhood that they need to be strong, they need to be clear, they need to bring money. You know, you will be called a girl if you are too emotional. You will be called a lot of these things. So men become, again, what we spoke about. So so there are either the guys that become, let's call it the extreme, assholes, machos, violent. Mm. And there are these people who see all that and say, oh, this is not for me. So they become the really kind of wimpy, pleasing, Mr. Nice Guy kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. There is no place in our society, really, for men to gather together. Even, you know, when I t- people ask me, what is this thing that you do with the men's group? Just to tell people what it is, because you are going against this matrix thinking, it's really hard. You, what would I tell, what would people think if I say, we are a group of men where we spend time in really love each other? Immediately people go homosexual. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be, not that I have anything against homosexual, they're very welcome. I have no problem. I have many friends who are homosexual, but what happens to me if I say that and people think that it's homosexual, it doesn't serve the purpose because you don't have to be honest. It's not about that at all. It's not sexual at all. Sex is one part of the thing. So just to explain what it is that you do, you're going against this conditioning yeah. of what men should be like. Mm-hmm. And this is why I feel that the work that you do, the work that I do and all the guys that are yeah. with us on this journey is so important because for me, it's sacred so important to raise the awareness that this thing exists and my future my vision is to really create more and more awareness that more men will know that this will become boring that this will become something that is so like the way you know you have supermarkets that people will know that these men's groups exist this is what i would like to get that's a powerful vision one that i share with you and you're right when you try to explain to someone how these groups work and the nature of this work they usually do not understand. 
And this says something about our society today. Totally. And it's important to say, you know, because as you say, like most men, if, if a group of men listens to this conversation between us, it will be really hard. But I do invite you, the listener, if you are one, if you're a person, you're a man and this thing resonates with you somehow, even though you're full of conditions and you're full of doubts, but something inside you makes you, first of all, made you listen to this audio, to this podcast. There is some curiosity with you. I really recommend you from the bottom of my heart with all my love and with all my care and with all my support, get in touch with there are, I'm sure that all your website provides information, yeah. get in touch with me or get in touch with all the other, there are so Absolutely. many people, not enough yet, unfortunately, but there are a lot of people who do it in different countries. You know, you're in Romania, I'm here in the UK, there are people in the US, I know guys in Switzerland, there are people everywhere. Get in touch and, and try, see what happens to you. Don't tell it to your friends if you, you are afraid of, of everything, you know, if you're still in this matrix, but you feel you want to get out. So don't tell it to your, to your partner even. Go and try and see what it does to you because it's important. And the first step is to identify a group of people that you resonate with and share common values and beliefs with. And then reach out to them. Yeah. Okay. As we are reaching the second part of the show, I want to ask you a few personal questions that will give the audience invaluable pieces of wisdom that will help them on their journey. So, Yaran, are you ready for the fire round? Oh, that sounds scary. Let's go for it. (laughs) All right. Here's the first question. If you were to recommend one book that every man must read, what would it be and why? Well, I always break the rules, so it won't be one book. It will be two. The most Please. obvious one for me <laughs> is The Way of the Superior Man, which is a mm. title that I hate, but I do get it. And it's really power. It is once you understand what it means, it's really powerful by David Data. That's a book that, you know, that's a lot of... A classic. There's a lot. Yeah, exactly. I, I believe everybody that's listened to this already read it or know about it. The other one that had a huge impact on me, and I really recommend it, and people that I recommended either hated it or loved it, is Courage of Osho. For me, it was like, wow, this talks about the truth in the most non-bullshitty, straight-to-the-point, courageous way. So that would be my second one. Great books. Yeah. Okay, before we dive into the next question, I want to briefly touch upon the nice guy syndrome, a concept introduced by Dr. Robert Glover in his best-selling book, No More Mr. Nice Guy. This syndrome represents a belief that if nice guys are good, they will be accepted, loved, and have their needs met. Typical behaviors include looking after others and not themselves, giving to get, avoiding conflicts, hiding mistakes, seeking approval, and pleasing people especially women. When these behaviors backfire, and this happens more often than not, these men become extremely frustrated. And the question is, how can a man find the balance between being a macho jerk and the so-called nice guy? Bro, that's... That was a long question, man. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a journey that I am on, you know? It's a journey that I'm on. I was a Mr. Nice Guy big time. I still believe I am, but in a less toxic way, let's call it. Mm. Uh, I will give an example from my very personal life because I think this is a really good example. My wife and I, about a year and a half ago, almost got divorced. With two kids, we almost got divorced. The reason why we got divorced was sex. My wife just was completely numb to sex. She didn't want to have sex. And by the way, I'm sharing it, this information, and, and she's open with it, and she's happy for me to share it. Okay. She was completely numb, and I, and I told her, listen, I am 
interested to have sexual life. It's something that is really important for me. I really want to experience sexual intimacy. And if you tell me that you're not interested and, and the door is closed, then I don't think we can continue this as much as it's, it's sad because I really mm. love my wife, really love her. It's a connection, really deep connection. And we have two kids and it would be really embarrassing to tell people that we got split because of sex. I told her, yeah, but it's, it's really important for me. Yeah. And that threw us into a very big storm which made me realize that her numbness is completely my fault. I've blamed her for many years for not wanting to have sex. But from this work, from a lot of, yeah, reading about it, but more than everything, the embodiment work that I did with my teacher in all the workshops. And I learned that the way I showed up as, again, as you said, this nice guy trying to please her, trying to mm. make her feel good, that was what closed her. So what was really challenging for me, I had to start adopting new habits, new things that were completely against what I taught myself for over 20 years of mm. being kind and open and all these things that we learn in the, let's call it self-development world. I suddenly had to go against it. And it was really hard for me to find where do you find the balance between yeah. being clear, being assertive and, and being an asshole because there is a very fine line there. In the last year and a half, I have done massive shifts and I'm now having the most beautiful, adventurous, exciting sex life with my wife. It's a work in progress. We always, it's always developing. It's always growing. She's doing a lot of work on herself sexually right now, much more than me, to be honest. She's, I feel like she's the advanced one now. <laughs> and it's, and it's so beautiful. And it was because I had to go to the other extreme. That's interesting. Does that answer your question now when I think about it? Yes. And I want to acknowledge you for sharing such an intimate aspect of your personal life. And I'm sure this will deeply resonate with some of the men and women listening to this. Most recovering nice guys avoid setting boundaries and sharing their needs because they're afraid they'll become the macho jerk. However, as soon as they start this journey of transformation, they are astonished by their partner's positive response to their new behaviors. It's precisely the lack of boundaries and their inability to communicate their needs and desires that generate the toxic conflict in the relationship. I totally agree. And you know, most men, we just don't know how to fuck properly. Sorry about the language, but it's like the best way. <laughs> yeah. Most men, I didn't know how to fuck properly a woman. A woman. And then, you know, there is this thing, if you look at the matrix... How many women don't, don't have orgasms? How many women do not enjoy sex? How many women pretend to have orgasms when they don't? And it's all because men, we don't know how to fuck women. Now, I am not a master, but where mm. I was when I started this journey and where I am right now, it's amazing. So being able to, to really make my, my wife come, really connect with it so much. Again, it sounds easy. It's a really mm. beautiful very delicate process which you really like it was so beautiful for me and again taking the men's groups the men's groups really support this because we do a lot of the work that we do there can really help you to refine your body your breath your posture your even your the way you speak mm. so you can then take that and come to your wife and and again it sounds bad but i really mean it from the bottom of my heart in the most beautiful way then you can go and fuck your wife properly in a way that will open her, in a mm. way that she will trust you more, in the way that she will give you a blowjob when you don't expect at all suddenly. Like, and you're like, wow. Mm. Kind of like saying to yourself, this shit works, you know? <laughs> and, and it really does. But there is a lot of responsibility 
openness to make this change. But if you do, and I say it really from my own experience, you can really shift things around in the most profound and beautiful ways. Just to confirm, you're talking about deep inner work and showing up from a different place, not picking up certain techniques to enhance sexual pleasure, right? It's interesting that you use the word technique because as a musician, I always said that... (laughs) Because I always said technique is a result of playing in music. Mm. The technique is a scary word for me because that's, again, it's again going back to the, the coaching schools and all this stuff. When we learn technique, a lot of people end in learning a technique and they try to implement it. It doesn't work if you don't bring yourself into that. I prefer to work with people first to, to let them feel who are you? What, hmm. is, what is it that in you is X and Y and Z? And let's create a technique that will suit your way of thinking, your way of breathing, your, everybody have a different body. Mm. So the technique, you know, techniques are great, but if they're not being harmonious with the individual person, we produce what we see a lot in this world, people who are not themselves. Mm. And once we meet the people who really allow themselves to just be themselves, it's very special. We all like, ah, you can relax into that. And it's really nice. So have a technique as a result of yourself is my recommendation. Great advice. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. May I ask you to share a piece of advice that your father never got to tell you or he didn't know about being a man in today's world? I'm talking about information or advice that would have changed everything in your adult life. One that you would be sure to share with the future generation. Wow. My answer is no, I can't give you an advice like this. What I can say is my dad gave me all the advices, a lot of beautiful Mm. advices that he gave me. But because, again, my dad would suit more the macho jerk kind of person, very masculine, very aggressive, very completely lacking of awareness of body and mind. So I guess the advice that I could have from him was be more aware of space, be more aware of people. but. The thing is, because he was so extreme to that side, I became the very extreme to the other side. I became hypersensitive to, like, I enter a room, I'm like a, really like a woman. I can, I don't need anybody to speak to me. I know exactly what's going on. I can read people better than they read themselves. It was a little bit of a curse, but now having this skill is a great thing that I'm using in my work with people. If it's one-on-one or even in the workshops, it's really powerful to use it. But I can't say that my dad, it gave me a lot of great advices. But I guess what he didn't tell me because he didn't know, but I have it already, is this. Be aware. Be aware. Really feel people. Really feel space. Really connect beyond words. Men like words. When women speak, words normally don't mean anything. And most men don't get that. They try to understand the words. And that's where a lot of accidents happen in the relationships. So it's about, and a lot of men don't even understand what I just, I just said. Like, what does it mean to connect, to not listen to the words, but connect? What is this other side? This is what we do. This is the work that we do. Learn how to connect with someone beyond words, especially with women, hmm. because that's where their truth is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Yaron, before we say goodbye, Share with us the projects that currently excite you and where can people find you? Well, there are a few things going on at the moment. The best place to find me is either my website, which is www.yaronengler.com, which is Y A R O N 
E-N-G-L-E-R.com or on Facebook, Yaron Engler, you can um, hook up with me there. The next few things that are happening, I'm doing for people who are in the UK or London or people who want to fly in also, I'm going to do the full day workshop on the 6th of May. This will be everything that we spoke about is going to happen in that day. And I would like to share very briefly about a bigger vision that I have. It's starting to move now very slowly. It, it's an impossible goal. It's something that doesn't make sense to do. Or, and it's really crazy. But I like this kind of thing. So I'm doing it. My idea is to create a piece of music which will involve drums and voices for a thousand men. I want to bring a thousand men into a very long process of everything that we spoke about, mm. which will lead them into a performance of a piece a little bit. I don't know if you know the Haka dance from New Zealand. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. So it's kind of, this is kind of the direction that I do. But again, individuality, everything that I spoke about, I'm not from New Zealand. I have full respect to what they do and it's inspired me so profoundly, but I don't want to do the Haka because it's not my thing. It inspired me and I want to create something with that spirit but with drums, with voices, and take a group of a thousand men on a journey, a beautiful journey, where they will learn all these things that we spoke about. And in the end, they will perform this very intense and beautiful piece. And I would like to take this journey for people who find it challenging for themselves to express themselves in, in their body, to really go raw, to take out all these emotions that are, are suppressed in us, like to really let them out and i believe that the impact of something like this putting a thousand men together in one space to do such a profound deep beautiful aggressive yet very beautiful piece will make a huge difference first of all on each man they will take it to their families that there will be a ripple effect and also i believe that you know creating this intense energy in in one place with so many people will create something some kind of shift in the world it will also bring a lot of awareness to, again, as I said, for me, it's important to raise the awareness. And I think something like that would really make that happen. And the process itself will include so many of the elements that we spoke about that will really create beautiful, beautiful transformation in each one of those people. So that's my crazy project. I don't have a date, but somehow it will happen. Wow, that's fantastic. I wish you good luck with this project and I hope to see you again on the Men's Journey Today podcast to tell us that you've succeeded. Yeah, I hope so. Thank you very much for the opportunity to share and yeah, it was really great to talk to you. Thank you again for joining us today. And guys, till next time, take care. Take care.